Loving God, as we bow before you, knowing that your love is so great, a love that had to witness your only begotten son being maligned, manhandled, and then murdered by his enemies, all because you love us. And as we bow deeply before you today, we thank you that you purposed it so that we would be welcomed into your presence. Even on this Good Friday, even though we know that we live in the power of the resurrected Christ, we want to remember the great sacrifice. And so, Lord, hear our praises as they arise from the depths of hearts that only once were so far from you. And maybe there are some of us at the moment who feel so far removed from you. As the psalmist wrote in Psalm 22, having felt that there was this abandonment from God. But thank you that through Christ's offering on the cross, you brought us near and you bring us near every day. And even though we walk through a world that is dark, we can call upon you as the God of light, God of shadow, as we come to worship you. We ask, Holy Spirit, keep us aware of your presence even in the dark times. Help us to see meaning in this terrible story. As your word says, it might be foolishness to the world, but it is the power to save. And Lord, we ask that you will keep the fire of hope alive in our hearts. And this we pray in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, the one who lived with a great passion to be obedient to you, our Father. And as we listen to your scripture today of what Jesus went through, of you being abandoned by those who closest to you, your disciples who ran away, Peter who denied you. We ask, Lord, that you will touch our lives. Bring your spirit to speak to us, to transform us, and to enable us to share this powerful message with the world. And as we wait upon you, Lord, we, we bow down in your presence.
Jesus is betrayed and arrested. John 18. When Jesus, had, when Jesus had finished praying, he and his disciples crossed the Kidron Valley and went into a garden. Jesus had often met there with the disciples, and Judas knew where the place was. 
Judas had promised to betray Jesus. So he went to the garden with some Roman soldiers and temple police who had been sent by the chief priests and Pharisees. They carried torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus already knew everything that was going to happen, but he asked, Who are you looking for? They answered, We are looking for Jesus from Nazareth. Jesus told them, I am Jesus. At once they all backed away and fell to the ground. Jesus again asked, Who are you looking for? We are looking for Jesus from Nazareth, they answered. This time Jesus replied, I have already told you that I am Jesus. If I am the one you are looking for, let these others go. Then everything will happen just as I said. I did not lose anyone you gave me. Simon Peter had brought along a sword. He now pulled it out and struck at the servant of the high priest. The servant's name was Malchus, and Peter cut off his right ear. Jesus told Peter, put your sword away. I must drink from the cup that the Father has given me. The Roman officer and his men together with the temple police arrested Jesus and tied him up. They took him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. This was the name, same Caiaphas, who had told the Jewish leaders, it is better if one person dies for the people. Simon Peter and another disciple followed Jesus. That disciple knew the high priest, and he followed Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest's house. Peter stayed outside near the gate, but the other disciple came back out and spoke to the girl at the gate. She let Peter go in, but asked him, Aren't you the one of them that follows him? No. I am not, Peter answered. It was cold, and the servants and temple police had made a charcoal fire. They were warming themselves around it when Peter went over and stood near the fire to warm himself. The high priest questioned Jesus about his followers and his teaching, but Jesus told him, I have spoken freely in front of everyone. And I have always taught in our meeting places and in the temple where all our people come together. I have not said anything in secret. Why are you questioning me? Why don't you ask the people who heard me? They know what I have said. As soon as Jesus said this, one of the temple police hit him and said, that's no way to talk to the high priest. Jesus answered, If I have done something wrong, say so. But if not, why did you hit me? Jesus was still tied up, and Anna sent him 
to Caiaphas, the high priest. While Simon Peter was standing there warming himself, someone asked him, Aren't you one of the followers of Jesus? Again, Peter denied it and said, No, I am not. One of the high priest's servants was there. He was a relative of the servant whose ear Peter had cut off, and he asked, Didn't I see you in the garden with that man? Once more, Peter denied it, and at once a cock crowed. Lord, very often we deny you, just as Peter denied knowing you, the Savior. So often in word and deed we deny knowing you. The pressure to conform to the ways of the world continues every day. And when we do give into it, we find ourselves bereft of a sense of your life-giving presence in our lives. And so, Lord, we, we bow deeply and we ask that you will forgive us and hear our cries as we turn to weep as Peter did, knowing how all our assurances of faithfulness have come to nothing when it mattered most. And so, Lord, we thank you that today, once again, as we remember Jesus dying for us, that we have the assurance of your grace, your unconditional love. As with Peter, you know us. You know us fully and you see us clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And so, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we can freely come to you. For your sake and for your glory we pray. Amen. And Lord, as we continue to prepare ourselves to follow your story in your word, we come to the foot of the cross.
Jesus is tried by Pilate. It was early in the morning when Jesus was taken from Caiaphas to the building where the Roman governor stayed, but the crowd waited outside. Any of them who had gone inside would have become unclean and would not be allowed to eat the Passover meal. Pilate came out and asked, What charges are you bringing against this man? They answered, He is a criminal. That's why we brought him to you. Pilate told them, Take him and judge him by your own laws. The crowd replied, We are not allowed to put anyone to death. And so what Jesus said about his death would soon come true. Pilate then went back inside. He called Jesus over and asked, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Are you asking this on your own, or did someone tell you about me? You know I'm not a Jew, Pilate said. Your own people and the chief priests brought you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom doesn't belong to this world. If it did, my followers would have fought to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. No, my kingdom doesn't belong to this world. So, you are a king, Pilate replied. You are saying that I am a king, Jesus told him. I was born into this world to tell about the truth, and everyone who belongs to the truth knows my voice. Pilate asked Jesus, what is the truth? Pilate went back out and said, I don't find this man guilty of anything. And since I usually set a prisoner free for you at Passover, would you like me to set free the king of the Jews? They shouted, no, no, not him. We want Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a terrorist. Pilate gave orders for Jesus to be beaten with a whip. The soldiers made a crown out of thorn branches and put it on, on Jesus. Then they put a purple robe on him. They came up to him and said, Hey, you king of the Jews. And they also hit him with their fists. Once again Pilate went out. This time he said, I will have Jesus brought out to you again, and then you can see for yourselves that I have not found him guilty. Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said, Here is the man. When the chief priests and the temple police saw him, they yelled, Nail him to the cross! Nail him to the cross! Pilate told them, you take him and nail him to the cross. I don't find him guilty of anything. The crowd replied, He claimed to be the Son of God. Our Jewish law says that he must be put to death. When Pilate heard this, he was terrified. He went back inside and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus 
did not answer. Why won't you answer my question, Pilate asked. Don't you know that I have the power to let you go free or to nail you to a cross? Jesus replied, If God had not given you the power, you couldn't do anything at all to me. But the one who handed me over to you did something even worse. Then Pilate wanted to set Jesus free, but the crowd again yelled, If you set this man free, you are no friend of the emperor. Anyone who claims to be a king is an enemy of the emperor. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out. Then he sat down on the judge's bench at the place known as the Stone Pavement. In Aramaic, this pavement is called Gabbatha. It was about midday on the day before Passover, and Pilate said to the crowd, Look at your king. Kill him! Kill him! They yelled. Nail him to a cross! So you want me to nail your king to a cross? Pilate asked. The chief priest replied, The emperor is our king. Then Pilate handed Jesus over to be nailed to a cross. Jesus was taken away and he carried his cross to a place known as the skull. In Aramaic, this place is called Golgotha. There Jesus was nailed to the cross and on each side him a man was also nailed to a cross. Pilate ordered the charge against Jesus to be written on a board and put above the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. The words were written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. The place where Jesus was taken wasn't far from the city, and many of the Jewish people read the charge against him. So the chief priests went to Pilate and said, Why? Did you write that he is king of the Jews? You should have written he claimed to be king of the Jews. But Pilate told them, What is written will not be changed. After the soldiers had nailed Jesus to the cross, they divided up his clothes into four parts, one for each of them. But his outer garment was made from a single piece of cloth, and it did not have any seams. The soldiers said to each other, let's not rip it apart. We will gamble to see who gets it. This happened so that the scriptures would come true, which say, they divided up my clothes and gambled for my garments. The soldiers then did what they had decided. Jesus' mother stood beside his cross with her sister and Mary, the wife of Clopas. Mary Magdalene was standing there too. When Jesus saw his mother and his favorite disciple with her, he said to his mother, This man is now your son. Then he said to the disciple, She is now your mother. From then on, that disciple took her into his own home. Jesus knew that he had now finished his work. And in order to make the scriptures come true, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of cheap wine was there. 
Someone then soaked a sponge with the wine and held it up to Jesus' mouth on the stem of a hyssop plant. After Jesus drank wine, he said, It is finished. He bowed his head and died.
Lord, very often we do things that we feel that we cannot come close to you. And today you are saying to us, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. In the power of the Spirit, go into the world, serve the Lord, and witness to him. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing until by the power of the Holy Spirit you overflow with hope. Amen.